Merry Christmas, all you nostalgic PIs. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 15, Christmas Comes This Time Each Year, which I think is a reference to the Beach Boys. I thought we had already had this title for a Christmas episode. I don't know why. I huh. it just sounds so familiar to me. I mean, I'm sure we haven't, but it just it was like Walsh Family Christmas, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why that title sounds familiar. But anyway, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on December 21st of 1994. Let's talk some movies. Let's do it. December 21st, we have Richie Rich starring Macaulay Culkin. I love this movie. I loved it in 1994. I love it today. (laughs) I showed it to my son during the pandemic, and I'm happy to report that it holds up and he liked it. Excellent. Have you seen any of the uh, sequels? No, but there's a Netflix Richie Rich like series, and we watched a little bit of that, and it's super different, and I didn't really like it. Hmm, interesting. I yeah. definitely watched the movie, but uh, I don't remember much about it. Hmm. December 23rd, Little Women with Susan Sarandon and Winona Ryder premiered. Great, classic movie. Who doesn't yes. love Little Women? The part where she fell in the ice always freaked me out. Yeah. I, I loved this movie, uh, you know, whenever I was like 12, 13 when this came out. I had it on VHS. I watched it a ton. Yeah. I love the remake that just came out, too. I own it. That's how much I like I it. Didn't, I didn't see that, but I saw the recent BBC miniseries. Mm. Uh, and that was that was really good. I liked that a lot. Well, I don't watch the really movie. care. Maybe I will. I don't really care for the book, if I'm being honest. Mm. I've never read the book. I feel like the this movie, the Winona Ryder movie, does a really good job of like synthesizing the story mm. and cutting out the things that you're kind of like, all right, move it along. <laughs> move along. On yep. December 23rd, Nobody's Fool, starring Paul Newman, based on the book by Richard Russo, which you don't Ooh. like? That's a thumbs down. Richard Russo has written some of my favorite books, like Bridge of Sighs, for example, and some of my least favorite books, like Nobody's Fool. I did not really enjoy that one that we read. Which one did we read? Empire, for... Falls. Empire, we read Falls. Empire Falls. Yep, I didn't really... And that won something. Pulitzer Prize, National Book Award, something like that. Yeah, I get it. I just... Yeah. It's kind of like meandering, meandering, crazy thing yeah. at the end. More meandering. Yeah. So Same. Yeah. And December 23rd, Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah. And Raul Julia. Uh, Eric loves this movie, like unironically uh-huh. loves uh-huh. this movie. Uh, this yeah. movie was featured in an episode of the retired Radio Meanwhile show, Three Nice Things. You can find it on YouTube. I was in that episode, Kendra. Was I in that episode? No, you weren't. It was a rough watch, though. I don't particularly enjoy that movie. 
Uh, I didn't hate it, but it, I mean, it is what it is. It's goofy. <laughs> yeah. If you just have there to go is, in uh, ready for it to be goofy. There is a shocking lack of street fighting that happens yeah. in that movie. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the one thing you think should happen and it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> have we talked about the fact that um, people have confused my dad for Jean-Claude Van Damme? Have we talked about that on air? I know that's a fact. I don't know if that's been established in uh, <laughs> 902 and here we go. <laughs> well, my dad... The Midnight Master Blaster. He, right. <laughs> he, I think, and many people think he looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like he's had people come up to him in stores and yeah. be like, do you know you look yeah. like Jean-Claude Van Damme? I, I definitely see it. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. I didn't know who Jean-Claude Van Damme was. And then my mom showed me a picture and I was like, holy crap, that's my dad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, pretty funny. Uh, let's talk some books. Here are the bestsellers of December 1994. We have Debt of Honor by Tom Clancy. Okay. Wings by Daniel Steele. You got to have a a Tom Clancy and a Daniel Steele. You have to. Yeah. (laughs) It's required. Insomnia by Stephen King. I have not read that one. No, I haven't either. That's one of of the ones I haven't read. I'll have to read it. The Lottery Winner by Mary Higgins Clark. Okay. And Bridges of Madison County by Robert James Waller. I feel like we've mentioned that before. I feel like it's just constantly on the bestsellers list for the 90s. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Well, I think the movie, I don't think it did great when it, or maybe it was kind of flashing. But I think when the movie came out, suddenly the book was hot again. So that's mm. probably why. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I'd love to. In October of 2021, Tristan McWilds, who plays Dixon in the CW years, appeared as Alonzo Powers in the Apple Plus series Swagger. Inspired by NBA superstar Kevin Durant's experiences, Swagger explores the world of youth basketball and the players, their families, and coaches who walk the fine line between dreams and ambition and opportunism and corruption. Off the court, the show reveals what it's like to grow up in America. Cool. Apple Plus has a lot of good shows. They do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at our synopsis for Christmas comes this time each year. It's Christmas and the Walsh parents are heading to London to visit Brenda. Valerie is shuffling off to Buffalo, leaving Kelly and Brandon alone for Christmas. Kelly is still reluctant to show Brandon the extent of her injuries. Andrea and Jesse clash again about how to raise Hannah while honoring traditions from both of their backgrounds. David and Claire contemplate taking over the Peach Pit after dark, and Felice Martin tries to buy Ray out of Donna's life. Finally, Dylan heads to the FBI to get help locating Erica and meets with Christine Pettit, who ultimately sets him up with an ebullient PI named Jonesy. Jonesy, yeah. Did I say that word right? Ebullient? Ebullient. Ebullient. Yeah. All right. Well, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Max Eisenberg and directed by Richard Lang. Uh, Lots of returning players popping up here. We have Stephanie Beecham back as Iris McKay. And I thought it was just going to be a voice thing, but I'm glad we actually got to see it. Yeah, we did. Catherine Cannon as Hot Mess Felice Martin. Michael Durrell as Dr. John Martin. Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold. Valerie Wildman is Christine Pettit, and it's been a minute since we've seen Christine. It has. I guess probably Jack's funeral was the last time. 
And then Carolyn McWilliams returns as Luann Pruitt. And she's a lot. Yeah. She's a lot. For our new recurring player, we have Wings Hauser as J.J. Jones. Uh, very long career in TV and film. As soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, I know this guy. Like, I, I mean, I remember the character, but just seeing his face, I was like, certainly I've seen him in things. But I went and looked, and there's nothing obvious. I mean, he's just kind of been in every show ever. But there wasn't a thing where I was like, that's what I recognize him from. So he was in uh, a lot of a lot of old school standards like Magnum P.I., Hardcastle and McCormick, Beretta, the A-Team, uh, and right up to current things like The Mentalist, Castle, CSI, and Rizzoli and Isles. Wings. That's a great, that's a great first name. It is uh, because he was a, he he was a college athlete and that was like a football nickname that I guess Ah, just stuck with him. So love it. You know, other cast members, we have Sam Scarborough as special agent Cobb. He was in films like Eraser, Over the Top and Karate Kid, plus lots of TV work in shows like Quantum Leap, Major Crimes, ER, and guess what, Kendra, Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Gotta get back to it. You do. Finally, we have David Strenstrom as Santa. He would go on to do an episode of Models, Inc. the following year, and he also played Hal on the series The Masked Rider. He's done tons of voice work, including lots of roles in the Power Rangers franchise, most notably as the voice of King Mondo in 50-plus episodes of Power Rangers Zio. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's get Christmassy, shall we? Let's do it. We start at the uh, Martin residence, and Ray and Donna are setting up the tree, because if you'll remember, Ray works at a Christmas tree farm. So he's brought brought over the tree, and he also sets up some mistletoe, which they start kissing under. uh, Yeah, they don't hold back. They're really making out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And Felice and Dr. Martin come around the corner and kind of see this, and... You can see that Felice is, she does not approve. She's not about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so she comes in the room. Ray goes out to the truck to get something. And Felice is like, wow, you really like him, huh? And Donna says, if he asked me to marry him now, I'd say yes. That was surprising to me. It is. That I didn't seems realize like a leap. Donna was like there. It's a big leap. Yeah. It's a leap. Considering last episode, he was telling her she was a stupid idiot for bringing him food. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you check with me before you open your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> um. So then Donna leaves, and Felice is like, "I'm going to have a son-in-law who works at a Christmas tree farm." Yeah. Doctor Martin seems to think it's kind of funny the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, and Felice says, I am not attending a prenuptial dinner at a trailer park. Yeah, that was, uh, that's some real classism there. Mm-hmm. Dr. Martin said, when she said the thing about Christmas tree farm, he was like, oh, come on. It's more than that. He also has a pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty funny. After the intro, we go to the Walsh house. Jim is desperately looking for his passport, which Brandon has stolen and says that his picture makes him look like a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Jim and Cindy are on their way to London to see Brenda for Christmas. I love it. Christmas in London. That sounds amazing. It does. Cindy wants to make sure that Brandon goes to church on Christmas Eve, which Kelly promises yeah. she will make sure that he goes. Valerie yeah. is heading out to Buffalo and she's already complaining about the snow and 
Uh, Nick, you and I both know what the snow in Buffalo is like. Oh, that's real. That is real. We have ventured out on my birthday in January many times to Buffalo (laughs) and almost died. Yes, we did. We would not let the snow hold us back. You driving us to the airport in Buffalo uh, for a conference in like January, and it was treacherous. Yes. That was a yeah. really nice day, though, because after I dropped you off, I went to a Chick-fil-A and I just like got oh. food and was cozy in a in a booth watching yeah. some show. Out. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Clever. It was pretty nice for yeah. me. Eric was yeah. very scared to fly that day because <laughs> he does not like flying and the weather was horrible. So. I was going to say, is there a day when he's not afraid to fly? <laughs> no, it was it was worse because of how bad the worse. weather was. Yeah. It was amped up. OK, yeah. OK. Kelly you know, is telling Brandon, you can go to London if you want. You don't have to stay with me. But Brandon is adamant that he is staying with her for yes. for Christmas. I really like this whole scene between Brandon and Kelly was shot from like inside the fireplace. Mm, mm-hmm. You see like the edges of the screen are like flames and the sides of the fireplace. And I just thought what a weird shot that, that was, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. At the mall, Hannah is about to get her first picture with Santa Andrea and Jesse yeah. are there, and it's her turn, and they hand Hannah to Santa, and Hannah is not having a good time. Yeah. She's crying, and uh, Jesse is super bummed that yeah. she's... I mean, they're both super bummed, but Jesse mostly is super bummed think, about it. I think Andrea is, is definitely... She's trying, you know what I mean? It's that she's not happy. That Hannah's not like digging Christmas. Here's the thing that kind of irritated me about. Okay, all of the you go. You go first, and then I'll go. <laughs> okay, I just think it's a real, like, it's a false equivalency to say that, like, Andrea, who is Jewish, you know, by by her faith and and by her heritage, that's not the same thing as wanting your daughter to like Santa Claus. Yeah, those are not equal. Those are I not know. equal. Yes. And I feel like in this episode, they seem to think that they are. Well, the you know? whole the whole time he's like blog Christmas traditions, but they're not religious Christmas traditions. They're right. like Santa and opening presents, which is right. not the same as Jewish all. Christmas traditions. Yeah. So if yeah. it was like, I I mean later there's the whole thing about mass. So yeah, fine. But also it's kind of like Jesse doesn't understand how babies work, and True. that they yeah. cry, and that's just right. the way it is. Right. You it's take a even. crying picture with Santa and you look back on it and you laugh. I assume I don't have a kid, but I just yeah. I just when you have a baby, I feel like you should assume it's going to cry. Yeah, that's you just I mean, and and like, I mean, I, I do have a child and teething was a nightmare. And so the thought of like taking a six month old baby who is teething to midnight mass is completely insane. Yeah, but that was the. That was the only thing that was really like a religious, like faith-based tradition that yeah. he wanted them to participate in. And that was almost kind of a throwaway line. The rest of it really was just like, well, what about Rudolph? Yeah. We did, because... your, we did your Hanukkah celebration. Why don't we celebrate Rudolph? It's well, the same thing. Andrea has never, ever had anything against Santa or yeah. or Christmas traditions such uh-uh. as Santa. Like, I feel right. like she kind of, in every other episode, has been involved in the in that kind of celebration so yeah the this whole thing just annoyed me through the whole episode and there's more you know what there is more i don't know where the best place to talk about this is so while we're paused talking about hanukkah and christmas 
I kept noticing throughout the episode, I guess I was expecting after the scene between Andrea and David uh, in the um, where the speaker was coming to campus. And there was a whole thing about like his Judaism versus hers and, you know, how she practices all that stuff. I thought maybe there would be something with David, like participating in a Hanukkah celebration or yeah, something. But, like, I didn't think about that. In, in the last episode, he didn't at all. And that would have been an easy thing to do. Have him like be a part of Andrea's or whatever. But he just is celebrating Christmas here, decorating trees and stuff without any, even like having a menorah or something in the in the beach apartment. Like that doesn't come up at all, and yeah. I just find that strange. Especially yeah, that if is David strange. has nothing to do. I think yeah. that would have been a good bit of character development. So, but we don't get it. I agree. I didn't think about that, but you're right. They made such a big point about it. Yeah. And then, this is like this is the time when you can do that. Right. Right. And he seemed really affected by that, you know, and like it seemed like things were going to change for him going forward. Yeah. Uh, Guess not. Guess not. <laughs> All right. We go to the peach pit. Steve is is a big humbug and he is recounting all of his Christmas's past and how everything always goes wrong for him on Christmas. You'll remember he got in trouble for breaking and hacking the computers at Christmas. Uh, yes. what, are, what are the other things that he said? Oh, he tried yeah, to find his mom. And she was dead. And she was dead. He broke, he broke into Corey Randall's office for the baseball. Yes. So it's just a lot of bad Christmas memories for Steve. Yes. Yeah. Claire suggests that maybe Veterans Day should be his holiday. <laughs> <laughs> As they're yeah. talking about this, they're at the Peach Pit. They're getting ready for the big dinner that they put on for the uh the homeless and the needy yeah. at christmas mm-hmm. every year that's been a runner through every season and steve is bummed because he has to do all this community service yeah so after he walks away claire turns to david and is like what if you and i ran the peach pit after dark do we really need yeah. steve like if if the money's there you and i can do it yeah and David takes a little convincing, but then he's like, okay, maybe. And yeah. then Claire tells him that uh, he has to convince Nat. Right. He, he has to be the one. Right. It's not a terrible idea. I mean, David has a past as a DJ and stuff. Like, he, he's he's not completely, like, outside of this. He was, remember he was on tour with Babyface at one point? Yeah. <laughs> I do, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they could do it. I don't know that they need to cut... I mean, Steve just can't promote it. He could still right. help or get some of the proceeds. Or they could, yeah, like, could... cut a deal with him that he's back in once he's off probation in two years or right. whatever. They should definitely approach Steve before they approach, like, Nat and the others. But I don't know if that's going to happen, Kendra. Uh, I don't know. At the Walsh house, Brandon and Kelly are um, they're sitting in the living room at yeah. At the fire. I think this is the scene where it's from the fire. I think okay. so. Um, right. Either way, it was a it was a cool shot. And yeah. Brandon tries to like touch Kelly's shoulder, but she, you know, it hurts because she's still yeah. in pain. He offers to help change the dressing on her wound, but she she's like, no, I'm just gonna go home, and Jackie can do it. And she really does not want Brandon to have to see her like right. that. And he, even though he's like, I, you know, I think you're perfect. I don't, you know, whatever it looks like, that's not going to change. But yeah, she can't do it. Yeah. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Claire and David are, and Donna are hanging popcorn. 
strings of popcorn around the tree. This is never no. It's never been a tradition for me. Nor cranberries. At, no, not cranberries, but I did always used to string popcorn with my grandma. That was a thing back in the day. I feel like I've done it once, maybe with Eric's family one year we did. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. Then they just start having a popcorn fight, and they're throwing popcorn everywhere. That's not going to be fun to clean up. So whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> Donna then leaves. She is taking Ray's mom Christmas shopping. And before yep. she leaves, she has a little aside with Claire where she talks about how she's a little worried about Ray's mom because, um, well, because of what Ray said in the previous episode that she kind of, you know, has a hard time at Christmas. But she's also worried because yep. they just come from such different worlds. And Definitely. Yeah. And Claire says, it does that doesn't matter. It's just you and Ray. It's what you guys have yep. that matters. Totally how it works, right, Kendra? You yeah. don't have to mess with the person's family. That's no, right. you don't have to. You're not involved with their not, family at all. Not a part of it at all. No. no. Nope. After Donna leaves, there is a knock at the door, and it's the Chancellor to see his daughter, Claire. He has brought her Christmas ornaments to hang on the tree. Right. And then he says, oh, what's your name? Oh, David, I'm meeting you for the first time. Which yeah. I had no idea. He didn't know that they were dating. I didn't, oh, that's been a thing. I forgot. This was a secret. Because then he's like, oh, well, I want you to come to this party and make sure you bring, bring Brandon. And I'm like, does he still yeah. think she's dating Brandon? I thought I the same thing. I was like, has this been seasons where he thinks they're just in this relationship? I don't understand the purpose of this lie. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, David comes from like an upstanding family. I don't understand right. why it would be. I don't understand. Yeah. I guess it's just because yeah, he I likes mean, Brandon. I guess so. I guess so. Well, after he leaves, David asks if she's ashamed of him. And she says, no, no, as soon, you know, next time I see him, I promise I'll tell him. And I'm sure she will. Cause she never lies oh, about stuff like that. Never lies. Never lies. Straight arrow. <laughs> Uh, at the mall, Ray and Donna's uh, Ray's mom, Luann and Donna are shopping. Yes, and they're looking for something for Ray. Donna suggests a suit. Great suggestion. He would totally love that. Yeah. Donna. Right. I know. I know. And obviously, it's too expensive and everything. It was just. It was such a weird thing. It was a weird. Yeah. Weird. I think suggestion. This, is, this scene to me seemed to. I don't know. It was like, look how Donna's upper crust and doesn't understand it because Ray's mom, again, like she was like Southern bumpkin turned all the way up to her 11. You know, she's mm -hmm. like, I'm as happy as a deer tick on an old <laughs> butt in the middle of, you know, she just, everything she said was just, okay, we get it. You know? Yeah. They see an advertisement for a cruise line and Ray and Luann starts talking about, uh, this, is, this would be my perfect present. This is what yeah. I most want, but oh, I dream. Yeah. Did you think she was being manipulative on purpose? I did not. No, I couldn't tell. I don't know. I, I don't know her well enough to know. I just don't think she has any reason to assume that Donna would buy her a cruise. Mm -hmm. Well, she knows Donna's rich. Just, yeah, but I mean, still, that's a big jump. I feel like it was just happenstance. I don't think it was a manipulation. All right. Nick, uh, as of recording, Halloween was last weekend, and uh, yes. we 
decided to go out for dinner and a movie. So Uh after dinner, we had like an hour until the movie. So we're like, oh, we'll walk around the mall because the movie theater is at a mall. So we walk in and it's like six on a Sunday and all the stores are closing. (laughs) So we're just walking around. We're like walking around the mall, but we can't go in anywhere. And then we're like, okay, I guess we'll walk back. So then we had to walk back and it was just like, there's no one in the mall, and it was kind of a spooky activity. That's, that is spooky. For Halloween. Uh, so, what, yeah. what movie did you see on Halloween? We saw Last Night in Soho, which turned out to be a pretty oh, good Halloween movie for uh, I wanted to see that. Spook, scary, but not, you know, not too scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. But what we ended up doing is there's a Dave & Buster's at the mall, so we went and played DDR at Dave & Buster's for a little while. That's a pretty good alternative. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Anyway, on the Christmas tree farm. What a fun little aside that was, Kendra. <laughs> Felice is there to see Ray and asks if he could have anything in the world for Christmas, what would it be? He says it would be to make his own album. She says, well, today's your lucky day, bub. Here's a check. Yeah. A big fat check. And Ray's like, huh. Like he understands what she's doing. Yeah, she's it's I guess I remembered it being more like, I'll give you this check and you never talk to Donna again. But she doesn't say anything like that. She Mm-mm. just gives him the money. Well, he's like, You're not and then he she pulls out the checkbook yeah. and he's like, Huh, you are, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, I know. He could have just been like, She didn't say anything about anything. Yeah. She just gave me money. I thought this is what rich people do. <laughs> yeah, but she hands him the check. He does not hand it back. He just no. uh, looks at it as she leaves. Yep. Later on, Luann is there at the Christmas tree farm, and Ray seems kind of down, so she keeps asking him what's wrong, but he keeps saying nothing, and she says, all right, well, make sure you bring Donna over for Christmas dinner tomorrow. Yes. And uh, he still has the check. We see him look at the check again. Yep. All right. We go to the FBI with Dylan. (laughs) I have so many comments about this FBI office. (laughs) So he's there to see Christine Pettit. So he goes to the front desk and he's like, hey, here to see Christine. Can you call her up? And the secretary's like, there's no one here by that name. Never heard that name. Never before. heard of her before. And he he has to throw his name around. He's like, you tell yeah. them Jack McKay's son is here to see Christine. Yeah. And he says, he says, like, if you don't, then I'm gonna go right to the LA Times and tell him everything. Yeah. And so finally she makes a call and Agent Cobb <laughs> will see him. But the room that she's in, it's like one tiny little desk and then like 40 chairs. And I'm like, this is the <laughs> lobby for the fbi and then and then dylan goes into the room where agent cobb is and it is a desk and it's not even a phone on the desk desk. how how did he even get the call you know like there's not a garbage can there's not a plant nothing it is a completely empty room with an empty desk and a chair and one agent cobb yeah, it's it's crazy. I it I is. maybe he took the call in his real office and this is like their we're going to give someone the runaround office, but at least make it look real. Maybe. I know. Yeah. Uh, maybe their budget was was running low for this episode and this is where I guess. This is but where I mean it all suffered. you need is like 
All you plant. need is a garbage can. Yeah. Like, yeah, a plant, a garbage can, some pens, a phone. Anything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so then Agent Cobb is also giving him the runaround. He's like, there's no one named Christine here. I don't know what you're talking about. And Dylan has had it. He's like, you, yeah. I'm going to tell everyone hey. what happened to my dad. Hey, yeah. Yep. And then Christine comes in. She does. Major boom mic when Christine first comes in and meets Dylan. We get a lot oh, of boom I missed mic. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the peach pit, Hannah is crying, but Steve goes over to hold her and she stops crying. He's apparently an amazing babysitter. Yes. So that's cool. Andrea. I'm still, I'm still sad we never went for the Steve Andrea romance. Yeah, I know. I feel it's like there was something there. Yeah. Think about how much better that would have been for Andrea's character. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Steve calls her Andrea when they're sitting in this booth. Did you notice that? No. I did it was not. really weird. I can't weird. believe they didn't like re take another take. It was strange. <laughs> so she is talking to him about she doesn't know how to raise Hannah in both their traditions. Save the same right. you know, thing we've been yeah. dealing with for a right. while now she says that jesse yeah. wants to go to midnight mass but hannah is teething and there's no way she's gonna make it through the service and here again jesse doesn't understand how babies work if you take a baby to church you're gonna have to leave with it at some point right. I, it's not gonna right. i mean i don't know many babies that can sit through a full church service without having to go out once it's nope. just the way it is right <laughs> So, okay, in this scene, there it's Christmas, so they're serving, everyone is serving the, the homeless this meal that they right. had been working right. on. Claire brings turkey to a woman, and she tells, she says, I don't want this, I want a mega burger. So Claire's like, all right, I guess I'll get you a mega burger. David is trying to pitch uh, Peach Pit After Dark to Nat, but Nat is... Yeah. Too busy to talk about it. He says, we'll talk about it after the first of the year. It's a bit of a blow off. I've never really understood Nat's posture with the Peach Pit after dark in any of these conversations. Yeah. He doesn't have to do anything but cash the checks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Steve and Brandon walk past Kelly and make a comment about like, oh, that lady makes you be thankful for what you have kind of thing. And yeah. Kelly goes to serve that woman and sees that she is a burn victim. Like the whole side of her face is scarred. Right. Uh, and she's affected by that. Back at the FBI, Christine says that if she, you know, if she takes on this case, it's just going to go in a pile of papers and no one's going to get to it very quickly. So maybe she has another way that they can handle it, um, which Dylan isn't so sure about. But he's like, all right, fine. Did you think that was a blow off? I was a little confused about that. Like, I mean, maybe like still open a case. I don't understand how they would not open a case. You know? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it feels like you should be able to go to the FBI and right. do things, but right. this is such yeah. like they're giving him the runaround about everything. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so she she doesn't want to go through normal channels. She has another way, which we'll find out about later. Yep. 
at the Walsh house, Kelly and Brandon are there and Kelly's in a a sad mood, a bad mood, because she said everyone was staring at that woman at the peach pit and um, right. it really bothered her. And Brandon says, you know, when I look at you, I see the most beautiful person I know. But Kelly says she's not sure that she is that person anymore. Mm. And uh, Brandon's like, all right, let's go to church. So they go to church. Yep. Kelly promised. Kelly promised Cindy she'd take him. Yep. At the Martin residence, they are also heading to church, I think, and they're waiting for Dr. Martin to come downstairs. And Felice picks this moment to tell Donna what she's done, that she offered him a check and that he took it. She's like, he just kept going on about his music and what he could do with the money, and he just took the check from me. Yep. I was testing him and he failed. And then she's like, and it's your birthday tomorrow. Let's just have fun. Let's not let this yeah. bother you. And I'm like, You're the best I forgot it's Christmas her birthday. Present ever. <laughs> I forgot it's her birthday. It's Christmas and you're making her, uh, you're doing this to her yeah. now. It's terrible. Right. Terrible timing. Right. Yeah. Well, she's a terrible person. So. Yeah. <laughs> At Kelly Donna Claire's. Um, this is afterwards. Dawn is there crying in her room and David and Claire are trying no, to. This Sorry, this this was where Donna was like, no, he didn't. I know he didn't. And she leaves. And the, the thing that I liked was that Dr. Martin was kind of listening off to the side. And when Donna leaves, he comes up to Felice and it's like royally. No, pissed. that's He's later. Like, that's later. It's oh, later. Okay. Yep. Yeah, this is that that was the part where they're standing on the stairs. And she kind of believes her mom because her mom is like, he took the money from me. And she's like, he wouldn't do that. And she's like, well, he did. He took the money. Okay. And they have like a hug on the stairs. No, he hasn't. He hasn't heard yet. So at this point, Donna's dad had knows nothing about this. No, he doesn't know anything. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So this is back at, yeah, (laughs) this is back at Kelly Donna Claire's um, and Donna, they're in her room and she's crying and she's trying to tell them what's wrong, but she like she's crying too much. She can't. But finally, she she tells David and Claire what happened. Ray is there and he finally just comes back to her room and he does admit yeah. to taking the check, but he's like, I didn't cash it. I kept it to show you because I didn't think you'd believe me otherwise. Yeah. So here's the check. I yep. don't want your mom's money. <laughs> right, right. And all is forgiven. Well, for Ray. Yeah, I guess so. For Ray and Donna, all is forgiven. Yes. At the Walsh house, they, uh, Kelly and Brandon come back from church and have a little, uh, sexy banter between, (laughs) as you do after church. And (laughs) Kelly says she's just going to go change her bandages and then she'll meet him in bed. Right. At Dylan's. We have a nice phone call between Dylan and Iris. Iris called to say Merry Christmas. It was a very, he calls her mom a couple of times, mm-hmm. not just Iris, which was cute. Yeah. And he says he loves her. So that's, yeah, yeah it's very, very nice. He's drinking some non-alcoholic eggnog. This was, this was kind of my favorite. I like me some non-alcoholic eggnog. I thought this scene really worked. This was probably my favorite of the episode. It was. It was a very heartwarming scene. It's nice. Yeah. To see them you know, have a good moment together. Mm -hmm. Back at the Walsh house, 
Kelly comes out of the bathroom and she she can't do it by herself. She can't change the bandage on her own. She needs Brandon's help. So he does. He goes in and helps her and uh, he's kind of like, wow, I had no idea it was this bad kind of thing. Um, yeah. And she's like, she's crying. Kind of a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of a boneheaded thing to say. I, I felt know. Like. Knowing how insecure she is about it. Yeah. I know. Say anything else. Say like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Something. Or just I don't, don't say anything. Yeah. But he's he's just like, wow, <laughs> that is burned. Holy crap. Yeah. So while he's putting on the ointment and replacing the bandage, she's asking like, why did this happen to me? And that you know saying she thinks about the fire all the time she like can't stop thinking about the fire and about allison and just about the whole thing but brandon uh is comforting to her he finishes replacing the bandage and they have some kisses at the martins donna confronts felice on christmas morning and uh, says that Ray didn't take the money. He didn't cash the check, told Donna exactly what happened. And at, at first, Felice kind of, you know, was like, oh, I don't know what you're, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Uh, but Donna says that she found a way to make someone's Christmas very happy with that money. Which so is so generous. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic. And this is where... Dr. Martin is off to the side. And after Donna leaves, he's like, what did you do? (laughs) He's very upset. I like that moment because it's not like he's blameless. I mean, he could step in and do something, but it is a nice reminder that he's not as bad as Felice, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. At Andrea and Jesse's, mass did not go well as anticipated. (laughs) She cried right. through the whole thing. So they're they're fighting. And Jesse is saying, like, you don't care about my traditions. We only do your traditions and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. it's her fault the baby cried at midnight right, when course. it's teething. Of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. But she talks him down and is like, let's just open some presents. So they try and open presents. But Hannah's crying through the whole thing. And Jesse, like. Is like I can't take this anymore. And grabs the baby, and I was like, what? uh, "Yeah, <laughs> what's he doing with the baby?" It yeah, was, it was aggressive. Also, the present was a bear dressed like Santa Claus. That's the worst present ever. I know. Yeah, lame. Terrible present. And he says, "Let's just forget about Christmas altogether. That's what you want, isn't it?" Yep. Yeah. What, what a baby! What a freaking baby! What she wants, Kendra. At Dylan's house, there's a. Weird guy at his door who is <laughs> asking to come inside, <laughs> saying that he uh, is there because of Christine and he's there to help. He he says uh, he says um, that I, I'm your Christmas present from Christine and Dylan's like I'm pretty sure she read the list wrong so why don't you beat it? <laughs> Dylan is so, this they have great chemistry in this scene. Dylan is so funny. Just, like, reacting to all Jonesy's big movements and stuff. I thought this scene was choice. Yeah. He's, like, an actual clown in this scene. He's, yeah. like, bumping into things. He's eating yeah. donuts and drinking eggnog. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, the gist of it is that 
Christine called him to go and find them and find his money. But the catch is that if he finds Dylan's money, he wants half. 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 It's like $4 million, right? It's Yeah, eight is the total. So Jonesy would get half of that. But half plus expenses. So he's going to end up, you know, Dylan will get less than the four. And who knows what's even left. Dylan doesn't even try to talk him down. Doesn't negotiate at all. He's like, I'll give, I mean, he could say, I'll give you one million. (laughs) And that would be a lot of money still. That's a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, no, he agrees. Yep. He, they shake on it. And the guy's like, all right, you stay here. I'm going to go to Brazil, find your money. Right. Hope he's not getting burned again. Oh, the guy, Jonesy, did have a funny line where he's like, hey, I could be at home unwrapping presents with my pet snake right now, but I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that line. At Ray's house, Donna and Ray are there for Christmas dinner. This house... Looks kind of nice. This does not look does. like a rundown trailer. Yes, I was confused because the last time when they were like having breakfast together, it did look like a rundown trailer. Yeah. But like in the like... background, there's like, it's like a whitewashed brick wall and there's like yeah. beams. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's some Magnolia House stuff right yeah. there. Yeah. Fireplace <laughs> roaring, yeah. lots of big windows, open space. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did take too. it. So they've had a nice dinner, and they got her a present. Guess what they got her? What? They got her that cruise. What? With that $10,000 check. They really went all out. Yeah. Uh, they they were like two weeks. First of all, it's a two-week cruise. First class, I mean, they probably used all $10,000. I was going to say, that's what $10,000 in the 90s will get you. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Have you been on a cruise, Nick? I have in high school. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I have not. I've been on a tiger cruise, but uh, as we we talked about, but not on a a luxury cruise. Yeah. No, I had a good time. Uh, Luann says this is the first good Christmas she's had in a long time. In a long time. A long time. The last scene is at Andrea and Jesse's. Jesse is pulling a Riker and sitting backwards in his chair doing whatever. I don't know what he's doing at the desk, but I just noticed he was sitting backwards in his chair. And uh, everyone, well, there's a knock at the door. And it's Santa dressed as Steve. And then everyone comes in (laughs) dressed as Santa. You mean mean Steve dressed as Santa, not Santa dressed as Steve. (laughs) Santa Claus comes in with a puffy blonde wig and a crop top, really short white shorts. I mean, I'm Steve. I don't know who my mom is. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Everyone's dressed as Santa. (laughs) Brandon, Kelly, David, Claire. Everybody's there. And uh, Hannah's, Hannah's having a great time. Yeah, she likes all these Santas. Yeah, she likes these Santas. There's another knock at the door, and it's Dylan who's there to meet the baby for the first time. He's never met Hannah. Yeah. He brings. Uh... He's so delighted by this baby too. Oh yeah, he yeah, he thinks it's a very cool baby. He brings he... a lamb chop lamb. I was gonna say baby. he brought a lamb chop. That's this is the song that never ends. It, it just goes on. on and on, my friends. 
I love that show. <laughs> and all is forgiven between Jesse and Andrea. And Andrea and Dylan. Yeah. And San- Santa Claus and everyone. Yeah. I so. think maybe this is the best Christmas episode <laughs> we've had. It's made, uh, it's, I feel like it's the most normal Christmas episode we've had. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was no supernatural <laughs> mischief happening. There weren't angels making buses, you know, able yeah. to pass through other buses. Brenda's there not no... bringing home... Maybe the actual homeless Santa. Magical hobo Santa. Yeah, Yeah. it was just a regular old good time. Why why do you think they sidelined Valerie? Why do you think they were like, "Eh, Valerie's a buffalo? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't even... I I actually didn't even think about it after she was gone. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it would have been weird to have Valerie in that scene at the end. Because she's got so much weird bad blood with, like, every character. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I just... I wondered why. Hmm. All right, Kendra, what's the verdict? Uh, well, like I said, I think it was a, a yeah. good Christmas episode. It wasn't weird and goofy, which I, you know, the weird goofy ones are kind of fun, but it was kind of nice what, just to have a normal Christmas episode. What was your 90210 snap? Hmm, maybe, uh, maybe Donna telling off her mom. Yeah, it's definitely Felice-centric. I was kind of leaning towards her trying to buy Ray off at the Christmas tree farm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah both both very dramatic episodes. Good times, exciting Parts. times. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board. Do we're... they still go to college? I don't know. You we're know, halfway through the season. Plan. We are. We're halfway through. We are halfway through, and when we're not doing this podcast, we're doing other podcasts. So you can catch me every other week on The Sindorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. In the most recent episode, The Curse of the Jindas, Kendra unexpectedly sat in as co-host. I did, yes. I was just supposed to be a guest, but then I became co-host. You got promoted. Yeah. You got promoted. So if you're having such a great time listening to Kendra and I talk about 90s TV, go listen to some 80s TV for a while. (laughs) Yeah, we had a good time. Outside of... Outside of that episode, Kendra, where else can people find you? Well, I'm Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I have a website, okay. MissMusebox.com, and a uh-huh. uh, Etsy page, Miss Musebox Crafts. Yeah. And I'm also the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we talk about a different 90s song. And uh, yeah. we're going to be talking some Weezer coming up here. Oh, so okay. Pretty pumped about that. Time. All right. Well, then next time when we're together here, we're going to be rolling right into 1995 with season five, episode 16, Sentence to Life. (gasps) 902 one, here we go. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) 